What is up, you guys? It's Cammy. Welcome back to How Did This Happen? Today, I'm here with Miss Jenna Wolf, and I'm so excited to have her as a guest because I feel like she's truly such a how did this happen moment type of thing. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. And that's pretty much how you describe a lot of things that have happened to me in my life up until this point. So <laughs> really excited. Yes. All right. Let's roll the intro music. How did this happen? I love that. How did this happen? <laughs> I literally, I, I sat in my bed for so long. I was like, how did this happen? How did this happen? Like literally just repeating it over and over again. So I went back up in our DMs because I know that's how we connected because I was wondering if I had said like some embarrassing shit to you and I replied to a few of your stories, but you never answered, which is fine. <laughs> but then it's funny because then we just met at the Dizzy show. Yeah, that was like a year ago today, pretty much. I just remember like thinking that you were really cool. And I was like, she works for Jordan. Jordan is so specific about who he surrounds himself with. Jenna must be such a good person. But now, <laughs> no. I'm like, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, because I remember like, I was still the new one kind of in the group. And so you had like merch for everybody and everyone knew you. And I was like, okay, I, I'm supposed to know this person. And like, it kind of just like went from there. I just like talking to you on my own. Until I was looking through our DMs, like, I didn't even realize that like we didn't talk. I think that I just like felt like I knew you just because I saw you in like videos and stuff. I mean, that's part of it is like feeling like you know people already and you knew everyone I worked for up until that point and everyone I worked for and was with knew you. So it was kind of just like meant to be at that point. And then we always chatted and then in the following January, so like this past January, I came home from college for like a week and a half so depressed I was like tweeting sad shit I didn't tell any of my friends that I was home because I didn't even know what to say you were like literally one of the only people that said a word to me we didn't talk like that much that just left like such an impression on me like from then on I was like I love Jenna I love her Yeah, I mean, like, of course, especially if it's on Twitter and stuff, I think people are so quick to call someone like attention seeking when you're going on Twitter and saying I'm sad or whatever. But it's like, sometimes it's easier to publicly just be like, I'm sad. And uh, rather than like pick someone and reach out and like, hope that they have the time to talk to you and whatever. So if I see like that someone, especially someone I know and care about is upset and they're like on Twitter I'm like clearly they are lonely right now and they need someone so I'm not gonna ever not just I don't know that just always bothers me because I think there's such like connotation to like going to Twitter when you're sad about it just it happens that's like where we started but I feel like even so I don't even know almost like where you came from Wow. All right. So I grew up in Buffalo, New York, East Coaster. So I went to school originally in Ohio. I went to Bowling Green State for telecommunications with a focus in television and video production. Because in high school, I was really involved in like our media productions club. And I was like the producer of our morning announcements because that's like all there was in high school really was to do like your morning news show and whatever. And so I had found out about this program at the school and I went to it. And after about like a year and a half, I was just kind of like, eh, that's not for me. I 
I think that once I got into college and I started taking these classes, I realized I know all this stuff. I didn't want to be taking gen eds and be doing all that like basic college work. I wanted to be in LA doing it. So my initial thing was just like moving back to Buffalo. I was like, maybe the school isn't right. So I went back to Buffalo, which ended up helping me more because I got an internship for the Buffalo Sabres. So I was working in basically sports broadcasting and went to Buffalo State for my last two years of school. And then in between there, I had an internship in Los Angeles for a summer at Traveling Picture Show Company, which is a production company. I was I was working in pre-production of advertisements. So I was doing like trying to find sets and stuff for commercial shoots. Um, but it was really cool. I kind of wanted to just like get my bearings on LA because it was always just in the back of my mind, like I'm going to move there and do something in the entertainment industry. I didn't know what, uh, but so I came here, ended up loving it, then went back, finished my degree. I just kind of took my time going to Buffalo State to build my resume up because I was so much more focused on going to LA, getting a job and gaining experience. And I did fine in school, but I just was kind of like, yeah, just give me the degree. I want to go to LA and like live my life. It's so funny because I see so much of myself in that story, literally two years in being like, okay, I have this internship that turned into a job I want to get out to LA obviously it's in the middle of quarantine so we can't get out there just yet but like that's why we started talking too is because you came to me with like a similar situation involving work and school and stuff because it's usually either people are really focused on their education or they're like party school I just want the college experience and but it's very rare that people are just like I want my degree but I also want just the experience and to build my resume. I have a, a friend that lives in New York City. She's just always saying how it's so wild to her that no one out here ever talks about, like, it's always, oh, did you go to college? It's not like, oh, where'd you go to college? In LA, it's like a lot more about experience and connections. But that's why it's good to like have someone who kind of is in the same boat as you to like mentor you and be like, yo, you're not alone <laughs> for feeling like you don't want to be in college or like partying or working yet because you don't have experience like no I remember like talking about that from there you end up in LA how did you end up with Jordan because this is gonna sound so dumb but like there was a point where maybe I thought someone told me that like you guys knew each other from home but like I know that's not the case yeah no it's not the case at all <laughs> I was so detached from the whole world of YouTube and stuff like that because what I do now you don't learn in college like in my four years of getting a media productions degree I took a social media class and all this stuff but it was nothing close to what you know the kind of stuff I'm doing now there's like a whole industry that kind of only exists in LA that you don't even really know about until you get out there if that if that makes sense I actually ended up with Jordan from Twitter. Just in case, if anyone doesn't know, Jordan is Jordan Rona. He's the founder of We Are Verified, which is a what, what do you say? Would you say a talent management? Yeah, yeah, talent management company, like uh, digital talent. That's who Jenna's talking about. The man, the myth, the legend. Now I can't believe I didn't know him. I feel like everybody knows him. Now that I work with him, if you say his name, everyone's like, oh yeah, Jordan. Yeah. When I moved out here, I was just working at a three month contract kind of place as a runner like an assistant the hours were crazy and I lived really far away and I would just complain all the time to my friends and one of my friends was a fan of Tana Mojo 
who Jordan was managing and Jordan had tweeted on her account like, hey, this is Jordan. I need a new assistant, must have these qualifications, email resumes too, blah, blah, blah. And my friend sent it to me and was like, you complain all the time about your job, apply to this. And I was like, all right. So I applied and like, I'm as I'm sure you know, when you're in that phase of like, just graduating, about to graduate, whatever, you're just kind of applying to absolutely anything. Like my friends and family were just sending me links like, hey, apply to this, hey, I didn't even know what it was sometimes. I was like, all right, just like send resume. Um, so this was something like I knew who Tana was and basically it took a couple of weeks, but he just ended up texting me and being like, Hey, this is Jordan world over. We are verified. Do you have time for a phone interview anytime this week? And I was like free right now. I was literally at my other job and I just had a quick phone interview with him and he asked me a bunch of questions and then like a week or two went by and I didn't hear from him. And I was just like, eh, whatever. And then one random day he was like, do you have time for coffee in like an hour? And I was like, sure. And I just met up with him for coffee and he was basically like, here's this job. I mean, obviously <laughs> there's more, there, they were long interviews and conversations. And yeah, from that point forward, I've been with him ever since. A couple weeks before was Life is Beautiful in Vegas. And I was with my friend who wanted to go meet Tana and Jordan was there. So I had actually met him before I ever actually met him or knew him. Cause I was just sort of like there with my friend who wanted to like meet him. Sort of weird. I didn't tell him that till like six months later. I was like, I met you while Life is Beautiful. That's so funny. Well, right when you said that he sent that tweet from Tana's account, I was like, oh my God. Jordan 100% has my resume in his inbox too, because I vividly remember emailing him. It took, it was like a year later that I was like, how many emails did you get? And how many resumes? Like to me, it was like, oh, another job that my friends were sending me because I complained about my job all the time that they wanted me to apply for. And then it's like a year later when I like sat back and realized what my job was and all this stuff, I was like, Jordan, how many people were applying for this job? This is crazy. <laughs> and it kind of like hit me then. Yeah. And it was a big change in pace going from working at like a legit production company to just Jordan. My parents were like, so it's just like this guy with a business. And I was like, well, he has a lot of experience. I remember Adina was telling this story, um, Jordan's sister, the other day when we were on a meeting. And I'm pretty sure, didn't she say that you started working out of like his guest bedroom oh yeah like that's what I mean is like when Jordan first started it obviously you're starting from scratch so I was his first employee I was his assistant and he didn't have an office there was no like he had a desk in his guest bedroom at his house and that was like where I worked but that's why it was so funny my mom's like how's your first day and I'm like oh it's good you know it's just like in his guest bedroom at his house like it's really nice, but like it sounded so sketchy, but it really was like a great, like I had a great first week, but it was just not an ideal situation. Even from there, we moved in, we were working out of a pool house then for quite a while. It took a while for us to get into the office we have now, but now we're killing it. We're going strong. <laughs> I feel like Jordan was looking for an assistant when things really started to pick up. You started working for him at such like a heightened point. You said like you didn't know Tana, you didn't know like anyone in the YouTube community. But was there a moment where you were kind of just like, what the fuck is this type of thing? Or what did it kind of just gradually, you're like, okay, now I'm going to the like, I'm MTV VMAs. There have been those moments, yeah, 
I mean, the first thing that came to mind when you said that is obviously the Tana and Jake wedding, because that was just a, a moment that I think anyone would be, would be like, what, how, how did I end up here right now? How is this happening? It was just like one of those crazy things. I would say definitely also the MTV show that Tana had, it was like, especially while we were working at her pool house. So we were kind of there around it a lot and it was just really I mean it was cool at first for me to see how that all worked but it was just another moment again of like what and we um when we were in New York City for the show a year ago Jordan Amari and I went to the Viacom office in Times Square and we were with just like all the important people and they were having a holiday party and they were so nice to us and it was like all the editors and stuff of the show and it was just like incredible and so much fun. And I was telling my mom about it later and she was like, well, you used to want to be them. Like you used to want to work in the MTV offices or be an editor on the show, like whatever. How did it feel to be the one, you know, on the other end? And I had to really think about it because it didn't, when I walked in, I was just like, wow, this is so nice. Everyone's so nice. like, I didn't even think about it like that. But when she put it like that, I was like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of have to think about that. But I felt like I was on the right side because they were the editors of the show. So they were like treating even me, even though I'm just there as the assistant, like with Amari and Jordan, I always wanted your job and you're like, you're knowing my face. Like, that's so weird. Just even being in a building like that, like having the opportunity to go places like that and meet people. Like we were in the offices that were like Emmys, things like that. You know, we were talking about this earlier, but if you would have told me five years ago, that this situation is happening I would have been like no way and here I am there are definitely so many chaotic parts of like Tana's career that you were there for everyone's focused on all these different things that are happening and then suddenly Jordan kind of acquired all this new talent and built this like killer roster and even now people don't realize that like we are verified has so many other clients what's that like process that's something that people don't see and I think it's so interesting yeah I mean it's different so when I came on board um, with Jordan he had a roster of people who he had from his last company he was with so people who he was still managing that were from that other talent company so that was about like probably 75% of our roster and then we would slowly like sign people. But I guess it's like hard to answer that question because it's very different. The process at least lately has been like going through and just literally finding people who entertain us, like who we would want to manage and then like tracking them, like just watching them, seeing how they're growing, like checking back in every couple of weeks, month, if they're to a point where they're growing massively, like we reach out or on the other end, which is like the kind of rare one is people just kind of emailing us, DMing us, making themselves known in front of us by being like, hey, manage me. And like, it's very rare that that works. And then there are also scenarios like how we signed Tara, which was just like me becoming her friend first. And then her just telling me she didn't have a manager and me being like, wait, what? And me sitting next to her calling Jordan and being like, just signed Tara Yomi. <laughs> like it can be like a lot of different ways, especially with TikTok right now. There's so many young, really talented, like really funny there. It's TikTok is where they're being the most known. And so like, that's what we've been finding a lot of new people on is TikTok. 
it's just making yourself known in front of people without being too like you can't come up and be like be my manager if you know that you probably don't need a manager i saw a comment on jordan's instagram i think it might have been today too Someone was like, please manage me. And someone else replied and was like, I've been commenting that on every post and it hasn't worked yet, but good luck. And I was like, all my DMs will be like, hey, I'm looking for a manager, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're just curious. So you click on an account and you watch one TikTok and you're like, oh, wait, they're funny. And you like keep watching. And then you're like, okay, I'll follow and like see what happens in a month. And you know, the person who sent their info might not even know, but the managers have been actually watching and following. And I feel like people don't actually realize that Managers are literally scouting talent, watching, literally watching them and seeing how they're growing. There's almost like a not big brother type of approach. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to be quiet and, you know, watch this person, see what they're doing, how they're working, and then reach out to them. That's, I think, the difference is the people who are kind of being their own manager. They have their own schedule. They're very like on top of their posting schedule. They're getting their own brand deals. And then they get to the point where they're like, oh, I'm getting really big and this is getting to be a lot of work. I think I need a manager to help me organize all this. Like there's a difference between that and then like the person who hits like 10K subs on YouTube and is like, well, I need a manager now. I hit 10K, like it's my time. Like, and again, it's also like the difference in your content. Like you might just need someone to get you brand deals or you might just need someone to help out with your AdSense on YouTube. The digital industry is growing so much that there's many different ways to approach like management yeah but I feel like it's also interesting because I mean we were both at playlist when I saw you at the panel that we were both at when Jordan was like on a panel with like James Charles which I still think is the funniest thing but after I remember standing by like the side of the stage with you and Jordan's like having all these conversations with all these different people and business type of thing that I feel like a lot of people don't even realize. It seems like such a networking event for like you guys. Is it really interesting, like eye-opening? I feel like also at the same time, everyone's like blackout. So I'm like, which is that? That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that was my first like YouTube convention where I was around that many creators and managers and viewers, everything. I had never been to anything like that. So I learned a lot that weekend just getting to see how a lot of other managers worked and also meet a lot of the other creators and see their relationships with their managers and all of that I mean even just that was kind of the first time all of our clients have been in one place and it was craziness because it was just the two of us and it kind of felt like taking your kids on a vacation I had like a planner of like where every single client was at every time like meet up and like show and whatever Jordan and I split up you go where that client is you go where that client is had we not been trying to race around to like be where all the clients were I would have gotten to sit in on a lot more of those panels but I I thought that was awesome and I think that's definitely something that more people should take advantage of I think it's dope you were there because there's a lot to learn and things like that that aren't just like meet and greets especially if you go to college for something like that that you can't really take a class on that kind of stuff so that's really the only place you're gonna get from real people in the industry who have done it oh absolutely I mean I remember I went to playlist for the first time two years ago I think it was like a manager panel but like I didn't know the other managers I feel like I'm not saying like Jordan's the manager but I feel like Jordan's one of the more known managers like you don't see everyone's managers in their content the way that you do with Jordan or on an MTV show or whatever I just thought it was so cool like and then this past year right after playlist 
COVID blew up and everyone like quarantined. It happened so fast after that. Yeah, but so it was so funny. But I just remember that weekend too. Every time I saw Jordan, because I kept running into him, I'd always say to him, I'd be like, Jordan, if you ever need help with anything, like, let me know. Like, I know I'm at college. I'm always around. I always have time, like, whatever. And then obviously through quarantine, like, there was so much time on your hands and everything, you know, turns remote. Like, that's when you got to know me. Like, we started talking about, as we said before, like, job stuff and college stuff. But I feel like you kind of were just like, I don't know who this girl is. It was one of those things where we spoke so, like, infrequently when, like you said, we had the time to actually, you start, I don't know, at that point, were you working with us here and there? Or when did you start? No, I wasn't. Because it started after that, though, like August, September, right? Yeah, it was like, it was end of August. We started just like talking more. And I wasn't like, who's this girl? Like, I definitely was very aware of you. I just feel like we didn't get to know each other actually well until then. I guess in my head, the way it goes more after playlist and stuff, it was just kind of talking here and there and then it like started just rolling and Natalie was like oh she's gonna intern and this and this and like and then you like Sammy Smith was just a part of everything you just you were like helping out with little things here and there and then it just like kept going until it, it was like yeah Sammy's just gonna like intern <laughs> I was like all right <laughs> Everything is so weird and like full circle. You're no longer Jordan's assistant. You started when the company was really at, not nothing, but as you said, I mean, you were literally working out of Jordan's guest bedroom. You obviously moved up. What's the role change now? When I was Jordan's assistant, he did have so many clients, even though a lot of people didn't know that, kind of needed an assistant to help make sure that he was seeing everything, reading everything, talking to anyone who needed to talk to him, things like that. So when you started, how many clients did he have? Probably 12 to 15 around there. Again, it's like tough because it's not like we have this amount of people that we all represent 360. Some of these people we just do brand deals for. Some of these people are just on TikTok or whatever the case may be. Or like they're also models and they have a separate agency. Yeah, well then like, right. And all of that, like OnlyFans thing started coming up and that's a whole thing. So there are like many different people we work with and help out and do things like that. And so I guess just with that, since it was just me and him, I got closer to clients just because I was like talking to them more. So making my own relationships with the talent rather than only talking to Jordan and being like, I guess that's what's kind of different about the assistant role with this company was normally an administrative assistant or executive assistant is like a lot of busy work, which this there you're just busy so there's no like busy work to do there's no just like filing and scanning and whatever it's just kind of like chaos I went to the new year last year still being his assistant but being like I want to learn more I want to go to every meeting I want to just be on every call do anything I can obviously that didn't like age too well because of COVID but I still had the same attitude of like I'm ready to learn more about this job and like what you do and all of that. So then when he was ready to hire, I was still doing his like assistant stuff, but he was starting to teach me more about actually managing people. So now the difference is that I kind of have my own group of clients that I'm not necessarily managing myself. Like Jordan is still their manager, but I've taken on like a junior manager role. So I'm kind of just advising them on like brand deals and focusing more on like a specific group of clients while Jordan can focus on that other specific group and he'll hop on calls and like oversee everything that I'm doing with them. I 
can have these brand deals and just be like, yo, Jordan, you know, bring it to him. He'll approve and I go for it. I'm really lucky that obviously Jordan is a master at all of those things. And then Nat came on board, who is amazing at brand deals and client relations and all of those, those sorts of things. So even though I've been at We Are Verified for two years, I'm still learning so much. Like I'll listen to Jordan and Nat on a call and I'm just like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that. Okay, cool. I can use that. You're learning things still every day. So I guess it's changed in that I'm more focused on pretty much just a specific group of clients and um, my own inbox, my own schedule, my own calendars. It's less like scheduling Jordan's calls. And now it's like, I have my own calls and things like that, but it is still overseen by Jordan and like very much still working together. And he hired a new assistant and she's great. And yeah, now we're just like kind of growing and building and it's awesome and really weird at a time like this (laughs) to be growing and building, but. Yeah, well, I feel like it's such a time that a lot of people are turning to social media to like try to grow that following and do that thing if they don't have anything else to do. I feel like everyone just lives on their phones so much more now just because of COVID. It's like, we want people consuming it if we're going to work in this industry, but at what point is it taking over? I think it's fully safe to say that it's taking over so i have a very fun game you're gonna play oh god i don't listen to that many podcasts but i religiously listen to zane and heath unfiltered and they always play games like it's just like little funny games which i think are so fun they did this game i think it was called phoning it in the reason i thought of doing this game is because when we were texting about what we were going to talk about and you were like well don't ask me like what was your last text with so-and-so? I was like, oh my God, like this will actually be so funny. So essentially I have a wheel and there's a different emoji on each space on the wheel. We will take turns spinning it and each emoji corresponds to something on your phone that you have to share or read or play and we will just play and see what happens. I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see the wheel because it's fun. Do you want to go first? Yeah, so... What do I have to do? I'm going to click it for you. Okay. <laughs> this is the closest icon I could find to like the blue check mark on Instagram. So this is your last three Instagram DMs with people who have blue check marks. Okay. And like the message, if it's not going to, I'm like, if it's not going to like get you in like a lawsuit or something. Okay. My last three verified DMs. <laughs> my most recent is my boyfriend who is verified. He promoted this podcast. And I said, OMG, why are you so cute? My next one was <laughs> sending a meme to Jordan, who's verified. Just a meme of someone saying, thank you for changing my life. And then it's a weed nug saying, literally try and remember one thing that happened yesterday. <laughs> That's really funny. And the one before that is from Mario because it's his birthday and he reposted the story that I posted for his birthday. I knew one of, I knew one of them was going to be Jordan. I just like knew it. I sent him memes now and then or inspirational quotes that I think he needs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will spin. Okay. This is the last three conversations with your family members so okay the first is with my family group chat which is called family my brother went to his friend's house and every time he goes his friend normally picks him up because they drink and play poker my brother's like 24 and then one of us has to go pick him up at like fucking 3 a.m or something I was like you guys can go to bed and I'll just get him when I'm done with Jenna and then my Parents are like, well, if we go to bed and then he wants to be picked up, 
while you're on with Jenna, then it's going to be a whole thing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then my mom finally texts him and was like, what time should you plan on picking you up? And he goes, I drove here. He wasn't like planning on drinking. We've been typing in our family group chat being like, hey, like, let us know when you want to be picked up. Like, give us a time range. He's like not even answering. In his mind, he's probably like, oh, I don't need a ride. So I wasn't answering. Like <laughs> The one before that is um, me, my brother and my mom having a separate group chat with my dad because his birthday's coming up. We were sending present ideas, which were socks that say, I'm not asleep. I am resting my eyes. <laughs> my dad. I'm gonna go rest my My third is me texting my mom asking for Advil. (laughs) Also a big mood. Now I spin. This is your last Google search. Okay. Which I feel like could be so anticlimactic. Um, when I opened my safari, it was unfortunately on John Mulaney checking himself into rehab. I'm really sad about it, but... I am too. I saw that. I, I actually saw your tweet about it was the first thing I saw and I was actually so sad I'm like a really big fan of John Mulaney and so many of his bits are about being sober and so it's obviously just like I was really not expecting that to see that headline but it's also that's why it makes me so sad is because I'm like oh like you were very clearly sober and you checked yourself in like I'm sad in a way that's like very clearly addiction just like taking over somebody the pandemic is just bringing like I mean, that's a whole separate conversation. No, it definitely, like, puts a lot of people in, like, dark places, but... Like, just making relapse and mental health issues and all that stuff, it's, like, so difficult, and it just makes me really sad, but it's also, like, I have appreciation and respect for people who like try to help themselves so I hope that I'm I'm rooting for him I hope he's okay soon I am too that's that's I think that's so admirable though like to just check yourself in like that's not too common oh yeah and especially being so open about being sober before that and stuff and yeah yeah poor John sorry didn't mean to get dark I'm like well anyways I guess I'll spend the I have to play my most recent voice memo yeah it's April 24th, 2020, and it's two minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah, I'm actually so scared because I like, this could easily be like me singing. Hey guys, today I'm going to be teaching you how to make no-bake chocolate chip cookies. So first I'm going to measure out one cup of dry oatmeal. I don't think we need to listen to the two minutes, but this was for a school project. That's so cute and wholesome. I don't even know if I have like active voice memos anymore all my voice memos are from um the make sure your friends are okay facetime series we did my most recent voice memo was just tyler posey talking about his mental health so like nothing wrong there there you go you you're gonna hold on to that forever aren't you (laughs) yeah like all right i will spin for you since you can't spin for yourself you have to share your like alarms are you an alarm hoarder i used to be but i recently just cleared them out but you will be alarmed no pun intended probably at the times because I just sort of got yelled at by my roommates the other day when they found out what I set my times for because I'm very particular I cannot I have to wake up at it has to end in a two or an eight so like if I have to be awake at 7 a.m I set my alarm for 6 58 or 702 
I don't know why it's been like that forever, but right now I have two alarms for 8.02 a.m. and 8.12 a.m. I don't know if you use the feature on your phone for like the wake up alarm thing that's like separate from your alarms. No, I don't know what that even is. I haven't touched it. It like has different ringtones than normal and it will start soft so it's not like a big annoying ringtone. But the only downside is you can only set it to be like like tens and fives. Oh, but I got used to it, so I'm like, good, now I'll set one for 8.30 and then another one for 8.32, just to make myself feel better. Well, I'm not interested in the ringtone thing because for the longest time, I have had my alarm set to fuck up by Tana Mojo. Still? I don't know why I did it in the first place. I think I thought it was a joke. It was definitely a joke. And then, like, I liked little, like, guitar beginning part. And then I just never changed it. (laughs) I, every single morning, wake up to fuck up. The name of my alarm is, like, be positive with a a bunch of emojis. (laughs) Like, be positive. Don't be a fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, like, literally. I used to be an alarm hoarder. And they all had, it was like, get up. No, seriously, get out of bed. It's going to be a great day. Like, all this stuff. But I never even read them. I would just snooze them anyways and I'm not an alarm hoarder I have that one alarm that is literally it I have to have at least two because if I snooze them like that's when I'll sleep through them I know it's bad if I wake up and it's like the second verse I wake up and I'm like oh my god I have to be up because I if I have a meeting all my coworkers listen to this and now it's probably gonna make full sense to them why I look like what I look like when I join our morning meeting if we have a meeting at nine I set my alarm for 8 58 and I will wake up or open my computer and like get on a meeting that's so impressive I've come to the point where if I don't like get up wash my face put on makeup like have a morning like I will not even get out of bed if I don't have a set plan working from home is so hard for me because in my mind I'm like oh I can just keep sleeping because I can start like my bed is right here and this is my desk I can literally just roll out of my bed to my desk but I have to now like have a full set morning otherwise I cannot do it part of the difference is also for me I spend most of my days like on meetings yeah or like me and Emma are both getting work done like we'll sit in like a hangout just to like be each other's company type of thing so we'll finish the last wheel I mean there's no point in spinning it (laughs) is your most recent new app I like never get new apps my most recent app is this app called Clubhouse. Have you heard of that? No. So it's like a networking app. It's audio chat rooms. It's an invite only app. And my friend like invited me to join. It's like mostly like music industry, but there's definitely general entertainment industry. But every single chat room is open. Like you can join it no matter what. And everything's a different topic. So you follow people. There's no messaging. You can't type in audio chats. Like, it's ve- it's very hard to explain. Scooter Braun's constantly on it. Meek Mill and 21 Savage are always on it. There's, like, I don't even know. There's so many people. It's it's very interesting. It's very new. You get one invite. I gave mine to Nat, actually. <laughs> you can see they're, like, scheduled things. There's actually a group I'm part of. It's, like, something about TikTok. And it's, like, a guy that works for TikTok and these different managers that talk about how they promote, like, their clients' music on TikTok and stuff. It's very interesting. It's very cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's funny that it ended up being something interesting. Yeah, that's actually a really cool app and a really cool answer for that. That's our wheel game. You're my first game victim. That was fun. I like games. It gives me, like, a talk show vibe, but, like, that's, like, funny to me. So, um, my last final question for you is a question from, um someone on the instagram oh god 
oh wow okay so this person had left one question they now left three questions so i think it's only fair if you answer all of them do you want me to tell you who they're from first or do you want me to tell you the questions first tell me the questions first the first one is what's your taco bell order my taco bell order is a crunch wrap supreme no tomatoes no sour cream with nachos and cheese and sometimes I get a chicken quesadilla if I'm feeling spunky and sometimes I get a Baja Blast but not the frozen one the soda one no sour you no sour I love sour cream so I'm upset right now I don't not like sour cream I only like sour cream if it's like make your own tacos like if I'm making them at home when I eat out and I put sour cream I don't know why it's like something to do with like I think because it's so cold and then it doesn't go with the texture and the temperature of the taco. Or the- I'm very particular. You're talking to the right person because I'm the same way. Good. As you should be. The next question from um, your one fan is, what's her favorite video game at the moment? Among Us. Duh. Gotta go Among Us. Do you have any guesses? Because the third question gives it away. Is it Doug? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Doug's Janet's boyfriend. Yeah, I assumed so because... He knows I like Taco Bell and he's obsessed with video games. So I thought he was just trying to be a nice and ask questions. Okay, so the third question is, who's better at Mario Kart and why? Is it Corey? I should have known. If it's not Doug, it's Corey. Better than everyone at Super Smash Bros. And that's that. Now we've fully discussed everything. I'm like, now I want Taco Bell. Corey, if you're listening, you owe us both Taco Bell. Seriously. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy that I got to come be the second guest. Make sure that you guys follow the podcast Instagram, which is howdothishappen.mp3. I post lots of fun trailers and pictures on there, as well as the upcoming guests. You guys have chances to ask them questions, give your input on who you want to see on the podcast and what you want me to talk about with them. And of course, you can also follow my personal Instagram, which is Sammy with an extra I after Sammy.Smith. And Jenna, where can they find you? I am Jenna A. Wolf on everything twitter insta tiktok i'm on now killing it (laughs) i truly recommend that you all follow i mean obviously you should follow jenna on everything but specifically twitter is just so superior i do love twitter i have a way with words what can i say you really do all right you guys well that's how this happened thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next week bye bye